Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Welcome back, amigas, to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. I'm excited here today because I have this beautiful friend. Her name is Jules Martinez Hurst. And Jules is an etiquette expert and co-author of the book, Power of Civility. And she offers modern mannered classes and is dedicated to providing students and employees with tips and techniques to handle proper etiquette in today's highly competitive global marketplace. She's dedicated to empowering individuals and groups with confidence and essential social grace. She conducts lectures, workshops, seminars, and webinars for business professionals, college students, and teens and tweens. I'm excited to have her here because I think nowadays it seems like etiquette has been put in the back burner and we need to kind of uncover and why, why is this happening? And we need to hear it from the expert and find out what we can do to level up our game professionally and personally. I mean, really, we need etiquette. Let's bring it back. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome back to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. So like I was saying before, we have a beautiful soul here in front of me. Um, her name is Jules Martinez Hurst, and she is an etiquette expert and a co-author of the book Power of Civility. Oh, my God. We have so much to unpack because this beautiful soul, I met her through a beautiful friend who was on my podcast earlier, Veronica Franco, and we connected and I really loved how she presented herself and then realizing that she's an etiquette coach. And I said, what? She needs to be on my podcast. So here I am. I'm so excited to have her here. Welcome, welcome, welcome so much here to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast, Jules. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me as a guest. And I am so thrilled to be here and let's get ready to handle our shit. And that's right. It's <laughs> kind of funny because you're like, you're an etiquette, but then handling your shit. But then again, handling your shit requires civility. Yes. Knowing that, right? Yes. So yes. girl, let's get this party started. So 
I always ask my guests, like, where are they from? Because, you know, and what's their family background? Because I really feel that that has a huge impact on what we do on a daily basis. So please tell us, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Did your family grow up here in LA? Or maybe you grew up somewhere else. So please tell us, what do we want to know about you? (laughs) Sure. So I am uh, born and raised Angelino. So I I was born in Los Angeles, and then my family got a home in Pico Rivera. So I was there from nine uh, nine until 18, 19 years old. And from there, I just kind of went all over the place. But that's, uh, you know, that's where my roots are from. My parents came from El Paso, Texas. And um, then their parents are a mixture of Mexico, New Mexico, and Texas. So, uh, but we, are, we de- even though I am second generation you know, here in the States, we did have a lot of uh, Hispanic Mexican influence. And that is part of the reason why I am an etiquette trainer. Because as you know, a lot of us who were born and raised in Mexican or Hispanic households, you know, respect and look at me when I, especially, you know, I'm 52. So the way we were disciplined is a whole lot different than the way, you know, discipline is today. So, you know, I was hit with everything and I was, you know, look at me when I talk to you and the whole pinch, but don't cry if I'm pinching you because then you're just going to get it harder, put a smile on your face, you know, that kind of stuff. So, but all of that is actually plays into etiquette. So even though I cursed my parents back then, you know, luckily I got to tell my dad before he passed away, you know, thank you for being who you were because of that. I am who I am and I have the career that I do today because of all of that stuff back then. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, look at me in the eye, respect above anything. And I feel like that is something that, I mean, I see it in my life from younger generations that don't do that. And it surprises me because as you said, you know, you're Latina, I'm Latina. And I'm just like, wow, what are we doing wrong in terms of these older generations? I'm first generation Mexican-American. And I feel that the younger generations are kind of missing out on something very valuable and very important. And I'm glad that you are here to show us and give us tips and tools, because believe me, we need them. (laughs) We need them. And in all fairness to, you know, because, yes, you know, the the generations of today, you know, as you know, we kept keep getting older and the younger ones keep rising up to, you know, up the ranks they also have a lot of distractions. So let's, you know, so for a second here, let's be fair to them. They have a cell phone, which we didn't have, right? Our right. phones were on the wall. <laughs> and then eventually came the answering machine. And then and then it was the mobile phone, but it was that big old box, you know, that, that people carried around in the 80s. So in all fairness to younger generations, they do have a lot more distractions. They have iPads, they have phones, they have, you know, and then we just came off of COVID, which was a gift to them because everything was from behind the screen. So unless you're, you're constantly there telling somebody, look at me at the eyes, look at me in the eyes, that right there, which is like the first thing that we need in communication is eye contact. It's hard, you know, and so I feel for them, but yes, luckily they're myself and my colleagues, you know, fellow etiquette trainers out there that can keep that civility going. Wow. I love one of the things that you said. I mean, you said many uh, fabulous things, but what you said is that this pandemic was a gift to them because that meant that they were on a screen 
all the time. And I can totally see that because I'm my nine-year-old. That's it. And to this day, she's constantly on screen. And I'm like, okay, whatever happened to playing outside? And I mean, obviously I'm the parent, I'm the one that should be the responsible one to take her out. But then again, we do are on the damn screen all the time. (laughs) And it's like, how do we break the pattern? Can you show us how we can break that pattern of being on the screen and be more, more civil, more involved, more face to face, if you will. Yes. So because we all were home. So, and yes, we're all on screen. So I know a lot of people are doing either hybrid or they're not back to work yet. They're still working from home. Kids are still, and then now we're on summer break. So, you know, they're still at home. So yeah, so there's no avoiding the screen. That's just a part of life. How about we take, you know, at some point we take two hours, one hour, you know, whatever you can afford and put the screens away and have this old fashioned thing called a dialogue. You know, how about having dinner together? Now there's no more reason why you can't have a meal together and put phones away. And here's the thing we need to remember. We can't expect our children to do something as if we adults aren't willing to do it ourselves. So if we're sitting at the dinner table, oh, I got to take this call and we're on the phone. Well, you know, yes, we're going back to that. Do as I say and not as I do. Well, as we all know from when we were growing up, that doesn't really work. So we as parents need to model what it is that we want our children to do. You know, they need to see it. So if you're going to say, okay, for 30, you know, and if you can only do 30 minutes and do 30 minutes, but whatever the amount that you are willing or that you can do, make it personal and have that dialogue and talk to them. And then when they're talking, you know, replying back to you, making sure that they say yes, no, instead of the uh uh-huh, uh-uh type things, eye contact, look at me, you know, right here, you know, not over there, not over there, you know, et cetera. And that's also a perfect time to go over your table manner, sitting up straight, napping on your lap, et cetera, et cetera. Oh my God. Really, really, we need to model for our children. And I'm guilty as charged to be quite honest. I mean, guys out there, please don't do what I do. <laughs> which, is, which is like, we eat at our own time, except when we go to a restaurant and it became more visible being at home on Zoom because our schedules were so different. And I love that you're telling us and giving us, gifting us these ideas, these tips of, of taking one or two hours off screen, like purposefully doing it. Right. Thank you for that gift, because really I needed to hear that because I don't do it. I don't implement it. I mean, I'm constantly I'm either on a podcast interview. I'm either on a program that I'm leading. And so we get overwhelmed. I don't want to say overwhelmed, but we get really sucked into this thing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, Yeah. yeah, I'm so grateful that you said that, my love. So I know, Amiga, that you're from L.A., And I saw also that you attended some colleges here in L.A. And I'm wondering, going through these colleges, did that help your career in becoming an etiquette coach? Or you did the college thing, but then you went into a different direction. So if you can let us know, you went to Santa Monica College, right? Yes. Yeah, so I went to Santa Monica College, and I actually went there to get my esthetician license. Uh, So I I went there for, so I have a PhD in trade school. Uh, 
I never went through traditional college. I got pregnant at 19, had my second daughter at 21, and then I was on my own. And that's part of my etiquette story, which we'll get to in a bit. So all of, but I believe in higher education, no matter what it is that you do, we go to a traditional college, whether you go to technical school, whether you take classes, I believe in always, you have to better yourself and you do that by taking courses. So Santa Monica came in as, uh, as like I said, to get my esthetician license, which I received. I just never worked as an esthetician. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, and then the UCLA, I did that for um entrepreneurial, you know, course that I took at the UC, USC. I did Dr. Yasmin's executive leadership course. So again, you know, I did go to these schools, but not in the traditional way, more of a, you know, laser focused reason that I was there a few months. And then I was out to the next thing. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that I always say everything is happening for you, never to you. Mm-hmm. And these are things that needed to happen for you so that yeah. you can become the coach that you are here today. So you, I want to unpack something that you said. You said there's an etiquette story. And I yeah. believe amigas need to hear this etiquette story <laughs> because... You know, one of the things about this podcast is to up-level our game and so that we become unstoppable amigas and very unapologetic about how amazing we are because I think we shy away from that. So I know you have this story, so please do tell us. What is this etiquette story about? So as I said earlier, you know, I'm 19, 21, and then I was by myself, you know, with my two daughters. So again, high school diploma, but no, at that point, no further education, just that high school diploma. So luckily, though, again, being raised the way I was, I had an awesome first impression. You know, that was one thing my mom was always, always after us about. You never know who you're going to see at the store. It doesn't matter. You know, it didn't matter. We had to have our hair done. We had to be well-dressed. And once I started wearing makeup, I had to wear my makeup all the time. You know, there was no going backwards as far as, you know, my mom was concerned. This is something you want to do. That's fine. It's a responsibility and you need to go with it. So fine. That's how I was raised. So that carried me through my adulthood. And then my dad, I'm the oldest as far as Along with being raised in that Latino household, I'm also the oldest. So I got a lot of there. Everything was just packed into myself and to my brother, who's directly after me. We got, you know, the brunt of their stuff. So my dad was always one on work ethic. You go, you show up. You don't just learn what you need to learn. You need to learn everything so that this way, when it comes to laying off people, there's a reason why they keep you. Because not only do you know your position, your job, you also know other people. So those are the two skills that, you know, I am forever grateful that my parents taught me because that is what opened up the doors where my lack of higher education was not there. So I was just, I was blessed to always have managers and mentors always willing to give me that chance and open that door and give me opportunities in spite of not having a higher education. And again, and that's part of etiquette, you know, first impressions, you know, your work ethic and how you show up, all of that is bottled up into etiquette. So, you know, so again, you know, that is so fast forward, I got married and then I went to school to be an esthetician, oh, a paralegal, esthetician, real estate. And then I decided, you know, then my girls were getting into high school and I didn't want them to go down that same road that I had gone down getting pregnant at 19. They were going to go to college. That was the end of it. They were going to college. So I was blessed to be able to stay home and make sure that that happens. But, you know, things don't always go the way we planned for it to go. So I sent them to an etiquette school. 
again, I already had a lot of tools and because I always had my mentors, they were feeding me things, you know, here and there, you know, telling me to read this, you know, Emily Post, et cetera. Now, now I had brushed up on my etiquette skills. And when they went to this etiquette course, and it was, I think, like nine weeks or 10 weeks, and they brought home this workbook and it gave them like the reasons why this is why we do this. This is why we do that. And I just loved it. So I, again, I wasn't working at this point. So I said, let me see what it takes to be an etiquette coach. This sounds like fun. I found a course. I got certified. I started teaching on the weekends. And here we are, like, was this 12 years later? It was a career. And once I started speaking and once I was in front of an audience, I fell in love with it. So not only did I see how it worked for me, I want to be able to take that and give that empowerment to somebody else because sometimes we don't have that higher education or sometimes we don't have those social skills. So we don't have those mentors to help you along the way. Well, I want to be that person to help you make that positive first impression and that good work skills so that you can too, you know, make your way in life in a positive way. Yes, absolutely. And first impressions are super key. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think irrespective of whatever job, career, choice or whatnot, it is super important. As for being a lawyer, I've always told my clients, if we're going to go to court, you need to dress like you're going to mass. You're going to us to church because first impressions are super important. A judge is looking at you, how your demeanor is, and not only your demeanor, but also your presentation. If you go in with sneakers and a T-shirt, how does that look upon you in front of a judge? And I can't stress enough how important it is because, you know, you're judged all the time. Unfortunately, that's the way our society is. We judge everything and anything, right? And so I'm glad that you're talking about It doesn't matter whether you have a high school education or you have a college education. Etiquette is essential to thrive in this business and to thrive as a career woman, as a career man, whatever it is. But it is absolute paramount, absolute paramount. So thank you so much for sharing that. I love this. Oh, my goodness. And this is who you are. Like 12 years in, 12 years in. So what's next? Like, I mean, I know you have courses. I know you have a book. Is there going to be a second book? That has been something that has been tossed around for quite some time. So, you know, we'll see. But for now, I, especially now that we can go out and present again, I'm hoping, you know, obviously for that to pick up again. And one of the cool things about what I do is I've got, also got to travel. So I've been to New York, I've been to DC, I, you know, Guatemala. So um, that was a fun part, you know, being able, cause I love, I love to travel. So travel, teaching etiquette. Oh my gosh, you know, to me, that's perfect. And then with my girls, both being adults and out of the house with their own lives, I have that liberty to be able to just say, you know, we need you. I think one time when I was going to New York, you know, we need you in two weeks. Okay, bye. <laughs> Good. I can do it. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's that's the benefit of having kids that are older now, right? I'm still, my kid is nine years old, so I still got a long ways to go. But my, my, my impression is that it's going to go by so fast because everybody tells me it goes by quickly, right? Like, it's like you're nursing them and then boom, they're in high school. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, So when my younger daughter was graduating from college and she, as she was walking down the stage and 
all of these, you know, I wish she was done with daycare so I could finally buy a new car. I wish she, you know, because daycare was so expensive, you know, and, and just all of those issues when they were young and being a single working mom and going to school and all these, you know, all of those, all of those little sound bites started coming back. And I was like, oh, I feel so bad because it went by so fast, you mm-hmm. know, so fast. So so fleeting. It's over though. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fleeting. Oh my goodness. And so here, here's the thing you've meant, you said that you took your kids to etiquette school. Is this cotillion or is this some form of, of etiquette that it was known? Because believe me, the only thing that I know about for kids and etiquette is cotillion, which I don't know if amigas out there know what cotillion is. I mean, I'm sure you do. If you can let us know a little bit about that, that would be yeah. fabulous. So cotillion is etiquette and also waltz, you know, and, and it's the two together. And it's kind of like a coming out, you know, where they do their, and it's, you know, male and female and they, they're partners and they, you know, so they, again, you know, they, they do this really great waltz and no, I did not send my kids to cotillion. They would have, <laughs> I would have never heard the end of it. You know, I knew who my daughters were. So I knew cotillion was not going to fly for them. And there was no amount of bribery that was going to get them to go to these classes week in and week out. So no, it was actually through West Los Angeles College, there through their community courses, their weekend courses, they had, like I said, you know, like I think it was 10 weeks or I know it was quite a few, there was quite a few Saturdays in there. And that's what I sent them to. So it was strictly social and dining etiquette, which again, you know, they didn't get the waltz part, but they got the etiquette portion, which to me was good enough. Right, right, right. And you actually teach that to teens and tweens and college kids, right? Yes, 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 I do. Fabulous. Can you tell us a little bit about the programs that you have so that maybe amigas out there are interested in joining one of your programs? Sure. Absolutely. So one of the things we do, again, because as parents, we have to make sure that we are modeling what it is that we want our children to model. So one of the things that I do is I go into your home and I work with everyone because I'll get the call. Yes, you know, my child doesn't hold the fork correctly or my child chews with their mouth open or, you know, my child, you know, that's great. And I'm, you know, and thank you for calling me. You know, that's that's a step in the right direction. But once I leave, somebody has to be there to reinforce these skills. So what I like to do is just go, you know, dining at social and dining etiquette, family style. I go in, I help work with the parents. These are the things that you can be teaching them, you know, right away. So we do a webinar together, a Zoom together. These are the things that you can teach your children right away. And then I go into the home and then I work with the children. Then we do the social aspect of it. Handshakes, eye contact, well, maybe not so much handshakes right now, but we still need to greet them, you know, eye contact, Thank you notes, being a guest at someone's home, you know, you manners when you're out on at a, like at a restaurant, et cetera. And then we all come together and with the, the parents will either bring in food or they will make food. They will set the table. And then we go through each course, usually three to four courses again as a family, because when I'm gone, Who's going to be there to to reinforce it? And so, so that is one of the things that I do. And then I do work, uh, like I said, with teens. And uh, so, one of the great things I do is work with probation students. And so, some people think probation students. Well, yes, because again, their impression they go they're going to a judge, they're going to the probation officer. These people literally have their lives in their hands. So again, it goes back to that respect. It goes back to that how you show up. So that is one thing that I love, you know, because a lot of times they're very, you know, rough in the beginning. But then, you know, as I talk to them and then we do job interview skills, um, 
you know, so I leave and hopefully, you know, if I can reach one to two people every time I, I go out and I speak, I feel like I'm, you know, that's good. I've done my job. And then I work with, like you said, you know, universities and colleges again, because it's hard skills and soft skills to truly make a well-rounded business professional. And that's how you, you know, go up the, the corporate ladder or, you know, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you know, you need to be able to network and you can't just sit and wait for a phone to ring. It's not going to quite happen that way. So that's, you know, that's a little bit what I do. Beautiful. Well, I'm so glad that you said this and, and we're going to make sure that we put in the show notes where to get in contact with you because you have a website. And your company, the name of your company is Etiquette Consulting. Etiquette Consulting. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to put that in the show notes so that people can reach you in case they want to take their kids. Obviously, the parent has to be there, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like me, I need to learn a, a thing or two. So that's beautiful. Thank you so much. And, you know, as we're, we're ending our conversation here, I always ask my, my guests if they could provide us with one or two tips on how an amiga can handle their shit, especially in etiquette. <laughs> so one of the things that we need to remember is that perception is reality. So whatever you put out there is somebody else's perception of you, whether it's true or not. So always keep that in mind. You know, your perception is that person's reality. So another thing to keep in mind, communication. I don't know how many times I you know, hear things and at the root of everything, it's a lack of communication. Say what you mean, you mean what you say. So, you know, again, that's part of your impression. That's part of who you are. And finally, be proud of who you are. There's no such thing as the perfect person, although, you know, magazines try to tell you or Insta, you know, tries to tell you, you know, these are the, but they're not, you know, there is no such thing as perfect. You are who, where you're at and just be proud of that. Walk with your head up high, shoulders back. You are who you are and, you know, have that confidence and believe it or not, that confidence is just going to radiate. It's just going to be, you know, it's like a light that just shines out when you walk around with that confidence, no matter your size, no matter your height. You know, I'm five two, and I always felt bad because I was so short in, in the eighties, I would put my hair up really high and wear bright, you know, three inch heels so I could feel taller. But at the end of the day, I'm still five two. It doesn't matter how high my hair is or high how high my shoes are so I had to learn how to just be proud that I yes I'm five two and all five two of me is confident from head to toe so that is probably the biggest thing you know first impressions matter be confident in who you are because there's only one of you yes oh I love your tips absolutely I mean I think it's it's super important to know perception is reality just like I said in the beginning about the court you know that's the judge who is basically judging you when they see you. Right. Yes. So thank you yes. for that. And then communication. Wow. Super important. It always is. I think that that is the fundamental thing that can make you or break you. If you don't have yes. any great communication skills, then go get some training in that because it's so essential to move up the corporate ladder or wherever you are. So Ah, I love this. I love this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jules, for being here. And remember that here in Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast, love you. And that we would love to hear you come back maybe in a year or so, so that you can teach us the new tricks, the new things, because now this is a new way of being, right? It's not the same anymore. So I'm sure we're in for a ride of our lives. 
Yes. And that's the thing with etiquette is that it's consistently evolving as society does. You know, so the handshake was so crucial. Now it's, you know, a handshake. No, no, you know, keep it away from me. Keep your hands away. I don't know what germs you have, you know, keeping your distance. You know, now we have to keep six feet apart. And, you know, now things are opening. So things are going to change and it's going to evolve yet again. So that's why keeping up to date with, you know, all your social norms, all your P's and Q's, because it's consistently evolves as society evolves. So it's not just for old, you know, old people etiquette. It's for everyone every day. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Jules, for being here and handle your shit podcast. Love, love, love you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.